0: where my handle is at turkey hitman and I will be sure to follow you back and now for this week's show song but I always thought that Minnesota State song went a little more like this. All right enough goofing around let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 187, Minnesota Turkey Hunt. And I am your host and the guy who knows that opening the show singing is risky business. I'm scared every time I do it because I'm thinking, okay, I'm losing listeners by singing on the show. Okay, obviously I'm not all that worried about doing it or scared about doing it because I keep doing it. But I think it's only fair to pay respect to any state that I can harvest a turkey in to play some or all of their state song. So, of course, this week, that's Minnesota's state song. All right, it probably wasn't any secret to you guys that I harvested a turkey in Minnesota anyway, so I don't really think I just let the cat out of the bag, but let's talk about the Minnesota turkey hunt today. You know, last week I ended the story with me pulling into the campground in Minnesota in the flex at midnight. Sunday night or Monday morning, just depends on how you look at it. So, you premium subscribers, you heard all of that story, and that's where I left you. Well, my first order of business was getting some sleep that night. I was tired and I needed some sleep so I could get up at 4 a.m. Monday morning to drive the 10 or 15 minutes to my hunting spot. So, how did I find this hunting spot? Well, I need to talk about that before I get into the actual hunts, don't I? So the week before I left to go on this trip, I got on Facebook and I joined a group called Minnesota Turkey Hunters. And I posted on the Minnesota Turkey Hunters page that I was coming to Minnesota to hunt turkeys, that I'm trying to kill a turkey in every state. I'm from Alabama. I'm not looking for somebody to point me to a tree. I'm just looking for a good area to go. Well, I learned that Minnesota turkey hunters are a lot like Alabama turkey hunters. They're not gonna give you the information that you want. They're not like Wisconsin turkey hunters who were very forthcoming and very helpful with information. So the Minnesota turkey hunters Like I said, a lot like us Alabama turkey hunters and about the most response I got from anyone on the page was here's a link to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources website where you can go in to the site and enter which county you want to hunt in and it will list all of the public land in that county. So that was helpful to a point but I was really kind of looking for someone to point me in the direction of a piece of public land that was good. But the feedback that I kept getting was basically to the extent of, well, you've killed turkeys in 22 states. You should be able to find turkeys on public land in Minnesota without any problem. So what do you do with that? Well, I'll tell you what I did with it. I stewed on it for a little bit. But in the meantime, a day or two later, Someone sent me a PM on Facebook, and it's a guy by the name of Josh Cheetah. And Josh lives and hunts in Minnesota, and he hunts a great deal in the area in Minnesota that I was going to. And I had a conversation with Josh before I left town. Josh gave me a lot of insight. Josh also mentioned that he was going to be in that area hunting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that if I was in the area that we could hunt together. Well, I thought that was very generous and very kind of Josh to offer that. But as you know, I was in Wisconsin Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I didn't get a chance to hunt with Josh. But on my way to Minnesota, Josh gave me some great intel because he was leaving a particular piece of property that he had been hunting for three days, and he had hunted many times before and was very familiar with. So he sent me maps with pins dropped on them, and we had a conversation on the way to this campground where he suggested I stay And he gave me some tips and some hints about what the turkeys were doing over the past two or three days on that piece of property. And that was very helpful. But where Josh really helped me out was in our conversation that we had before I left Birmingham. He told me that the turkeys in that area like to roost on the public land, fly down, and immediately go to the ag fields that sometimes surround the public land. So while he's telling me this, I am looking up public land spots in Minnesota and I'm using my OnX app to help me locate some public land that either has ag fields on it or very near it. I was really more interested in the public land that had ag fields on it And I actually found a few pieces that had ag fields on it. And as you may already know or be able to tell, that was a very important piece of the puzzle to my success in Minnesota. Josh was a huge piece of the puzzle for my success in Minnesota. So that's how I ended up at the campground that I ended up in, is upon Josh's recommendation of that being a good place to stay and it was. It was a good place to stay, and it's a good place to hunt, and when I woke up Monday morning, I rearranged everything in the flex because I did sleep in the back of the flex Sunday night, well, Monday morning, until 4 a.m., so I rearranged all my items inside the flex. I drove the 10 or 15 minutes to the hunting place where Josh told me to try out first, and boy was Josh right. So, I went to the area that he recommended that I go. It's the same area that he went into and actually killed a turkey in Friday morning. I got in there. There were multiple turkeys gobbling in the area. I'm going to say there were probably 10 different turkeys gobbling Monday morning. But I found on a ridge two turkeys that were gobbling that were probably... 200 maybe 250 yards apart well being the Alabama turkey hunter that I am I decided that I would sit between those two turkeys surely I would be able to get one of them interested or just catch one of them walking by in hindsight what I should have done was paid attention to what Josh had told me about the turkeys roosting on the public land flying down and walking to the ag fields that were on private land. And so what ended up happening is after one of those turkeys gobbling probably 75 times on the roost, he flew down, he hung out pretty close to where he was, roosted for a little bit, and gobbled at my calling, but wouldn't come any closer. And then he made a beeline line. A beeline for the ag field and I never got in front of him. He beat me to the ag field. Now he's gobbling the whole way there so it's easy to tell where this turkey is because he's gobbling at the very least once a minute but oftentimes three or four times in a minute. So the turkey gets to the ag field. I get to the property line where the public land stops and the private land starts not long after the turkey made it to the ag field. Well, Josh said that he sometimes has luck calling those turkeys out of the ag fields and back into the woods on the public land and that he's able to harvest turkeys that way. So I tried it and I called that gobbler to the edge of that ag field three different times. Two times he stood in the wide open, with nothing but four strands of barbed wire between me and him, strutting and drumming and gobbling and trying to find that hen that was calling to him from the public land. At one point, I was, at the most, 15 yards from him. I could have smoked him several times, but he wasn't legal. So, after what was probably an hour and a half of me calling that turkey in three times. Watching him strut and listening to him drum and gobble right on the property line, a mere three feet from being a legal turkey for me, I decided I'd had enough. And I wanted to go exploring as well. So I left. I left a turkey gobbling and went in search of another turkey that i hoped would gobble and let me know where he was. I didn't have any more luck. I couldn't find another turkey that was gobbling, but I ended up on the opposite end of the property from where I left that turkey, and I spotted another long beard. This one in full strut with a hen, but he didn't want any part of me. I was about 200 yards away from him, and he had a hen with him. He was not going to leave that hen to come to me, even though I tried for a little while to talk him into it. He didn't want to do it. So that was pretty much my Monday morning hunt. There was a bunch of gobbling going on, and I got to watch a great show. The only thing I did not get to do was finish the deal and squeeze the trigger. Well, it was hot Monday. So Monday afternoon, I went back to The field where I saw the strutter late Monday morning. And I saw another long beard there strutting for a couple of hens. But I couldn't do anything with him either. He would not leave that ag field and come onto the public land. I did call in a hen. Not one of his two hens, but a hen. But she didn't have a boyfriend with her. So that pretty much ended my Monday. Now late Monday afternoon, I was able to get a couple of turkeys gobbling on the roost. One of them... I was pretty sure was the same turkey that I had gobbling Monday morning that I had called in a couple of times, but he was roosted across the valley from the ridge that he was on Monday morning. So Monday night, he's roosted on the opposite hillside, and I decided that I was going to go after him Tuesday morning. So Tuesday morning rolls around, and I start down the hill. I'm going to call it a mountain. Because really it's a mountain. It's about a 300 foot elevation change. Which for this flat footed southern boy is a pretty good elevation change. So I start down the mountain towards the turkey that is gobbling his brains out on the roost. That I had gobbling on the roost Monday afternoon. And as I'm walking down the mountain I spooked a hen. And she did just what hens do. She flew straight towards the gobbler. And... I don't know if maybe she knocked him out of the tree and killed him as she was flying by, but he never gobbled again that morning. I never heard him again. Now, since I was already three quarters of the way or halfway down the mountain, I figured why not just finish it, go on down to the bottom, through the valley, and up the next mountain where that turkey was roosted in hopes that maybe he would start gobbling again, which he didn't. But I did... In the same ag field that I saw a gobbler in late Monday morning and again Monday afternoon, I did see actually two long beards. They were not together, but they were in the ag field that is private property about 45 minutes apart. One of them had three hens. One of them had one hen. Neither of them were interested in me. They were both at the closest distance to me, I would say they were 150 to 175 yards away. They were pretty good ways off. So after my morning hunt Tuesday, it had gotten pretty hot. And so when I got back to the vehicle to eat lunch, I did just that. I ate lunch. I did a little bit of work, but my mind was on turkeys the whole time I was eating and working. And my mind said to me, you found two pieces of public land that have ag fields on them these turkeys in this area like these ag fields and you need to be going to those public land spots that have the ag fields on them not on the bordering private property but actually on the public property and you need to go check those out oh yeah and by the way you need ice so I decided to go check a piece of property that I found using the Minnesota DNR website and the OnX app. Which, by the way, if you guys hunt public land and you do not have the paid OnX app, you are truly missing out on some great opportunities. There is no way I will go another deer or turkey season without having either that app or one that's very similar to it. There is just too much great information on there to not put that tool in your tool belt. All right, so I'm not getting paid for that plug, but it's a product I believe in, and it's a product that I believe can help you kill turkeys because it helped me kill one in Minnesota. So I headed to this piece of property that is state forest land that has ag fields on it. In fact, Okay, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's story, then all you need to do is become a premium subscriber. And to become a premium content subscriber to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, you need to text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word, Turkey Hunter. Text that to the number 44222. When you do that, You can just follow the directions from there and sign up for an account on Podbean. Pay the $12 annual subscription for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast, which, by the way, that subscription cost will be going up June 1. So if you've been thinking about becoming a premium subscriber, then now is the time to do that. And that is it. That is all. All that I have for you guys today. So I'm going to ask you for my favor of the week. And the favor of the week is to do this. If you would please click on the share button in your podcast player application on your mobile device. And share this week's episode with a hunting buddy. Or two. Or five. Or ten. That's much appreciated. And it helps to spread word about the show. And like I've said in the past. You never know what your hunting buddy may pick up from this episode that helps you to be able to kill a turkey with him or her next season. So share the show and spread the love. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast.